We are so glad that you were listening to the Temple of God International podcast. We as a family are praying for you and we believe that this is just the word that you need. God bless you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. First, I just want to thank all of you. Amen. For your gifts, your kind words, your presence, your support. You know, your presence here actually is helping. Are you there with me? The Bible says that we need each other. And a man's presence or a man's countenance sharpens. Are you there with me? Sharpens us and it also builds our faith. When we look to the left, we look to the right. We see like-minded people that believe in what we believe in. Isn't it? And by the grace of God, we are growing. And also by the grace of God, we are not growing either. We are not growing only numerically, but we are also growing in age. Hallelujah. That God has permitted us that 10 years plus running, at least every Sunday, we gather here and we sing praises unto his name. Hallelujah. And that is a plus, isn't it? Amen. Today, just for a short while, I wanted my dear wife to continue with the good works. Even though I was so many miles away, I was still tuning in. I was the first to tune in so that people could get into the Zoom. And I was part of every service. Glory be to God. So that is how good our God has been to us by granting us this technology. Amen and amen. Today, I just want to bring something very interesting to your attention. It wouldn't be a one-off message, but because of the days coming, just hear this, guard it in your heart, and see, see that you have the greatest opportunity. Amen. I want to talk about we are serving a fair God. It's fair to every one of us. Just before I pray, let me quote a verse of scripture. Out of his perfection, that is recorded in Matthew chapter 5, the Bible says he causes the sun to shine both on the righteous and the wicked. And he causes even the rain. Are you there with me? So come summer or enjoying what we are enjoying now, both believers and unbelievers are enjoying this weather. Is somebody hearing me? And that is how good our God is. And he's also a fair God. But today I just wanted to bring something to your attention that a great opportunity has been given to us. But what we do with it, what we do with it varies. And I'm going to read verses of scriptures to support it. What we do with it varies. But we don't want to look back and say, God, you have disappointed me. It is said that those that are enjoying a shade of the tree, are enjoying something that they planted some years back. And if we are smart and we want to enjoy the shade of a tree in years to come, then let us plant now. Is somebody hearing me? Is the Lord granting somebody wisdom? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we will forever thank you and bless your holy name. King of glory, there's none Like you, there's none besides your children washed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. This morning, we humbly come to you. Father, it's about time we look in the perfect law of liberty. The format of our service has been passed on to us by the elders. But Spirit of the living God, you know best. 
in our deepest of heart and with all our faith, we know we are worshiping you. But we want you to utter. We want you to take absolute control. We want your will. We cannot leave our homes and have man to have his own way. We want you, God, take absolute control. Control this service. Let us understand as we have to understand. Do what you please. We permit you with our lives, with this service, with our loved ones, all that pertains to us. We grant you, we grant you that permission that do what you will. May your will be done in every life. Spirit of the living God, if you permit me to speak, if I am the one to share, if I am the one to preach, then I ask so Lord that you bless me accordingly. May I not lack any good thing. May I decrease and may Christ in me increase. For these elect that I've gathered here, they have gathered because of you. Therefore, take absolute control. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. You have no part in this assembly, especially our minds. Leave our minds alone to focus on the living word. You are a good God. You are a merciful Father. We know you will do far more than we ask. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Now, I say the title of this will be, We are serving a fair God. A fair God. It's good to every one of us. I'm going to read a portion of scripture to start with. And I believe that God will add his understanding to the reading of the scriptures. I don't want to talk much, but I just want to use scriptures and why certain things have been written for us. The Bible starts in Romans chapter 10 from verse 1. The Bible says that Paul, this man who was so wrong, had an encounter with the living God. And suddenly he became focused. He began to understand life, the reason why he was created. So he got to a point that he wrote this to the Jews from Roman, or the Jews in Roman, in Rome, or Italy. Now, this is what he says. He says he desires, he wants everyone to be saved. Because if you are saved, you are on course for greatness. Say, I'm on course for greatness. And nothing can restand me. Then he went on to talk about Jesus Christ and the type of righteousness that is required with us. But he made something very interesting here in verse 6. He says that, Let no one say in his heart that I'm going to bring Jesus from where he is. I'm going to bring Jesus. He says, no. No. Jesus has been an example to us, and he will come again. To come and collect us that are living then, that are living when he comes, and he can come anytime. But when he comes, he wants those that were able to see and apply the example that he set for us. So no one should hide in his heart that Jesus come again. Jesus come from heaven and come and show us the way. Then he says that the thing, the world, our world can be created by our faith. And it works by our heart, believing what has been written and our mouth confessing it. He says that these two things can do exploits. 
Those, these two things can create our world. Everything that we want is by this means. Are you there with me? He say, the faith which is of God speaketh on this wise, that no one is going to say that Jesus come again from heaven. So I pick it up from verse 8. It says, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. He says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But let me just say this to you. This word salvation there is about eight. But if you use the salvation also in the Old Testament, there's about 14 things. Are you there with me? Including our deliverance, our healing, our prosperity, our save, saving as in present tense, like you are in danger. Are you there with me? And you are crying out for an immediate intervention of God. That type of saving. Are you there with me? It means so many things. But it says that this is how it is done. Jesus is not going to come from heaven to come and save you. Jesus is not come to heaven to come and heal you. Jesus is not come to heaven to come and deliver. Jesus is not come to. But the word, the promise that you put in your heart and what comes out of your mouth is what does it. Are you there with me? Then verse 11 goes on to say, if that is the case, then we are serving a fair God, isn't it? There's no partiality, isn't it? Then he goes on to say, for the scripture said, whosoever believe on him shall not be ashamed. It's also a good news, isn't it? Verse 12 says that, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord, for the same Lord overall is rich unto all that call upon him. Are you there with me? That means that we don't say, you know, God is with this church. God is with this person. God is with person A. God with person B. God is with the Jews. God is with the... No, don't ever say that. For God is the same. Which is also a good news, isn't it? It's also a good news. Let's go to verse 13. It says that for whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So that means that God has devised a way that, listen, if you are in trouble, if you need my assistance, and you call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. So, it means, it also means that if you are in trouble, you need assistance, and you don't call on the name of the Lord, you will not be saved. Isn't he a fair God? Okay. Now, he went on to say that, how shall they call on him in which they have not believed? Are you there with me? So, he was trying to tell that God has made it in a way that for everybody to call on me, for me to intervene in your situation, I will make it such that you understand that if you call on me, I will save you. So he's saying, how can they, so that somebody will say, oh, at the end of the day, when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, somebody will come to you and say, God, I didn't hear of you. So why, why should you judge me? 
God said, no, I will not do it that way. I will make sure that everybody gets the same thing. Is somebody hearing me? Okay, so you understand up to this point. It says, how shall they believe of whom they have not heard? So here, he's trying to tell us that one, God wants you to believe. That is your faith. Then how would belief come? Belief come by hearing. Isn't it a fear, God? So that means that God wants or our output, things that comes out of our lives, if I put it this way, to the layman, are you there with me? Our conduct or things that comes out of our, our, our lives is based on what we have heard. Whether godly or ungodly, your reaction is based on what you have heard. Are you there with me? You cannot just be there and just be annoyed and begin to smash this keyboard. No, it doesn't happen. Irrespective, we are all using batteries. Irrespective of your battery being faulty, you cannot just be there. It's based on what you have heard across the board. It's based on what you have. That is how humans are made, or that is how life is. It's a secret in life. Is somebody hearing me? So it goes on to say that, and how shall they hear except a preacher? So this is where God's coming. Are you there? So when you see a preacher, God has a plan for your life. See, when I see a preacher, God has a plan for my life. And what is the plan that God has? God wants you to have faith. Because the preacher is going to say something that will cause you to have faith to create your world. But I'm about to read to you that some people had faith and they did whatever they want. Are you there with me? Some people had faith and didn't do anything with it. Some people had faith that have various descriptions attached to it. Some says, this that you did is a strong faith. Some say, this that you did is a weak faith. This that you did. So God in heaven is looking at this congregation. He's looking at all of us and say that today when they came, I've given everyone the same measure of faith. And Romans chapter 12 says it. That we've been all been given the same measure of faith. And let me just say this to you. Okay, I remember when we were growing up in a boarding house. It was life was such that we sat together on a supper time, dining time, in groups. Are you there? It was a boys' school. And what is happening is that they have big massive bowls that the food is in. But they do it in a way that everyone has a scoop. If it's rice, two and a half scoops for a plate. Two and a half scoops for a plate. Two and a half scoops. But anytime I read, I read the Romans, are you there? I don't know whether in this part of the world, as much as we have a big family, the one we all gather, we are six, and that's a massive family for modern world. Um, are you there with me? But I've never come to a point that uh, probably God has taken me above that level, that everybody's plate is there. Then they are doing it once a while. We sit together at Christmas. We pray. Everybody waits and that. And, but I've never come to a point that everybody bring your plate. Then we scoop, we scoop, we scoop, scoop, scoop. <laughs> then we go to the next round. Then we scoop, we scoop, we scoop. Until the bowl finish. Are you there? Until the bowl finish. Then, but then that was how life was. Everybody will put his plate down. After the grace, you are still waiting. Until the bowl is finished, you are not pulling your plate. Because even that which is served is not enough. Then when you pull your plate and you start eating, 
That is your portion that you have been given. But some take it to the dormitory, go and add pepper sauce, go and keep it to the evening, probably they are fasting. So whatever you do with your faith, you see, when you come to church, God's master plan is that uh, I have given you my faith. Some are going to use it in a time of accident and shout Jesus and they are saved. Some are going to use it for their body healing. Some are going to use it. Are you the, I'm going to read various things in which, but we'll see that this world that we live in, God used faith. So God is, God loves us so much that I will give you somebody who will tell you about God, who will tell you about what you can do, who will tell you about it. Whether you do it or do not do it. Listen, we have a set time. We have a set time. When our time comes and we have not done what we were given to do, then we, we don't, God has not disappointed us. The Bible says some people, what they got, they buried it. Others also trade with it. Is somebody hearing me? I think God is very good to us. Is somebody hearing me? This is just the verse 14. Let's, let's go on. Have you understood up to this point? Can I go on? Please, don't lose me. Don't lose me. I just feel like telling you this from my heart. Are you there? I'm not supposed to preach. I plan to sit down. But I feel like telling you this. And I prayed about it from yesterday night. I said, God, is it me? Who is it me? And if I hold the microphone, please listen to me. Give me 10 more minutes. See God in a different way. That he really, really loves you. He really, really loves me. You see, he created the world by his faith. Hebrews chapter 11 lists the supernatural things. That is very thing. Are you there? And let nobody say, oh, this my faith is different from Jesus' faith. No. Ephesians chapter 4 says that it's the same faith. But Romans chapter 12 verse 3 says that every one of us has been given a measure of faith. And how does the faith come? It says, it says how can they call on me? How can they call on me whom they have not believed? And how can they believe except they hear? And how can they hear except a preacher? So you see that God has put it in such a way that, listen, I'll send you a preacher. And the preacher will speak, you will hear, and at the end product is faith. Then you are going to build your world with your faith. The preacher is not going to build your world with your faith. Because the preacher himself is also going to build his world. And the preacher himself will be sent somebody to build him. Are you understanding why I'm saying we are serving a fair God? Yeah. Are you there? So we go on to say, say how shall they preach? So there is a process. This is how come offering and various things come in. So you found out that this man down there, who came to pay the rent when one of the days here, and was asking how is the church. He has a share, permitting us to break all the wall here, expand the church. Permitting us, he has a share. He has a share. He says that listen, how 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 shall they preach except they be sent? You see. For somebody to open here, for somebody to give an offering so that something will go on, rent can be paid, instrument can be bought. All these things are part of the thing. Then he went on to say, for it is written, how beautiful are the feet of that, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace 
and bring glad tidings of good things. Are you there with me? So this means that, listen, please, 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 if you are sitting here on a weekday meeting, I'm inviting you. I'm inviting you that this portion of scripture, when you do it, when you pass what you have ate today, you share with somebody, it makes your feet beautiful in the sight of God. It makes your feet beautiful. This is how come I'm throwing a right hand of fellowship. I want to be your friend. Because, you see, you will go in a certain circle that I cannot go. When I come to your website, I cannot enter your office. As much as I've been your friend for 11 years, I mean, we are nice, this and that. I don't think there are certain places that I'm allowed. Now, if you also allow me into your home, there are certain places I cannot come. How much more our workplace? Some of us, we may have to key in certain codes. Some of us may have to uh, swipe our ID to go into certain. So that means that there are certain places that only you can be the God there. Oh, certain places that it is you that has the beautiful feet. Probably here, allow me. Oh, I have the beautiful feet. But God is fair. God is just giving me one and a half hours. When you step down, you have the beautiful feet. Now, what are you going to do with it? My car will not start. I will show you. You use your feet. At the dinner table, the food is not enough. There's, I wasn't expecting these visitors this afternoon. You use your feet. Meanwhile, others are also being using their feet for blood issues. Bleeding. Others are also using their faith because their children are sick miles away. Some bank account is not well miles away. Others are using their faith. So God is a fair God. God has not disappointed anybody. For 11 years, we have been preaching constantly, constantly. Don't sit down and look at me. They are planning to come and sit down. Because as this is coming, some will just try it. I'll use my faith for iPhone 12. I'll see. No, I'll show you in the Bible that you shouldn't get your faith to rest. Don't let it rest. I mean, yes, you know, people were giggling because iPhone 12 is small for you. Okay, fine. Start. But if, if you cannot use your faith for iPhone 12 and you are giggling, then you are you yourself, you're a funny person. Are you there with me? I thought you giggled because you wanted me to talk about uh, a plane. But if you cannot use your faith to get iPhone uh, 12 and you are giggling, then you are making fun of You think I'm joking. I'm not joking. You get it? My man of God says, listen, we started from somewhere. Because it's church. If you don't come early, you will not get parking. And the next parking is 30 miles away. And you have to go and park 30 miles away. Okay, let me just say this. Eh? Do you know from here to South End, the seaside is exactly 10 miles. So multiply by three. That is where you can get parking. Then you sit in a coach and you come. It says when they are coming to church, they are believing that they'll get a car park near the church premises. Otherwise, they have to go. It says that Use your faith for little, little things like that before you go to houses. That God, I'm believing you to buy a house near the church. Are you there? Because your faith has to grow. 
Jesus said that, listen, if you have a little as a master seed, he can do exploit. But meanwhile, too, some are just sitting there looking. But meanwhile, he can do exploit. The Bible says this Jesus, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Edwin, some has believed. As young as we are, we have believed. We have believed, we have believed, we have believed. We have believed from childhood, gone through, finding someone to marry. Then raising children, going to the labor ward and coming up and raising the children, raising the children, raising the children up to a point. Believing, believing, believing all the way. We have not finished. Is somebody hearing me? We have, we have not finished yet. I mean, when they dish your meal this afternoon, you have an opportunity to demonstrate your faith. You have an opportunity to demonstrate your faith. Whether you share the grace over the food, it's a great demonstration of your faith. Is somebody hearing me? So, verse 16 says, but they, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Elias said, Lord, who has believed our report? Okay, this is... um. Isaiah chapter 53. It says, who has believed our report upon whom the arm of the Lord has been revealed? But let me just say this to you, okay? Now, even in Jesus' time, okay, when he preaches the word, there is two effects. Some believe, some do not believe. There are so many times, there are references in the Bible that when Jesus was preaching, some says, oh, he's a liar. He deceives the people. Some say, oh, it's true. This is the word of life. So that is, that is how life is. Sometimes you can use your faith to resist what God wants to do for you. Are you there with me? God, what God master plan for you for his life. Or you can also use your faith to go on and be just like him. Are you there with me? You see, one of the things that we shouldn't forget is that in Ephesians chapter 5, the Bible tells us that we are what? Mitators as dear children. We should be mitators, mitators of our God. Are you there with me? And one of the first things that our God did was that the Bible says that when the earth was without form and void, are you there with me? And darkness was upon the face of the deep. In plain language, there was nothing there. Hebrews chapter 11 says it, that God formed this world out of nothing. So that means that faith is very, very, very important. Another verse of scripture that I beg of you that you should take this very serious. That the Bible tells us in Mark chapter 9 verse 23. The Bible says that the thing that makes all things possible is our faith. It says if you can believe. If you can believe. Now how can you believe? When a preacher comes to you, you have to believe. Unless the things that the preacher is saying is going, you are not paying attention to it. But God's intention is that. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word. Look at verse 17. He says, so then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. So even if you record, and you go back, are you there with me? Okay, I want a faith to buy a nice car. 
gather all the messages on finances. Out of it is God giving you faith to buy the car. I want a nice accommodation. I want a nice marriage. I want a nice church. I want to plant a church. I want to start a house fellowship. I want to buy the moon. Gather all. Because you see, it's trying to tell us something in here. You know, there are certain things that are impossible. But with faith, all things are possible. And when I say all, all. When I say all, it's all. So you find out that, no, God has not disappointed any one of us. But it's rather our effort that makes God react. Listen to this. Look at Romans chapter 1, verse 16. It says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is what? The power of God unto what? Salvation. Then he goes on to say something interesting there. He says, it is to all them who believe. So you see, we are serving a God that God doesn't want to worry himself that if you don't believe, you don't see his power. Do you want to see that verse of scripture again? Can, can we have it on the screen? Or is there? Hey, then I'm warm. I didn't make a mistake, isn't it? He said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, but to everyone who believes. You see, the power is released, the power is released or believed. You see, it goes line in line with Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1. He says that who has believed, who will see the arm of God? Who will see the hand of God? It's those that believe. Who will believe the report? Who will believe our report? You know, one of the things that people do not really realize was that uh, if you see the description of Jesus in Isaiah, if the people come to you, oh, he deceived the people, he's a liar, he's not this, you will believe. Because the Bible said there was nothing, there was no comeliness. If you see his description, Nothing attractive about him, but he had words of eternal life. And those words of eternal life were the words that gives you faith for you to build your world. The Bible says that everybody in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 12, everybody that obtained, everybody, you know, this has a lot of promises. God has promised us, God has promised us his word. But the people that obtain the promises, they use faith. The people that obtain the... Please, I'm talking to somebody here. The people... We are serving a fair God. All that you have to know, how do we do it? How is it done? Don't say in your heart, Oh, God, you have to come to my situation. The Bible says in Luke chapter 8, that once they were in a boat... And suddenly a storm arose. When the storm arose, they woke Jesus. Jesus, Jesus will perish. Jesus, Jesus will perish. Jesus, Jesus will perish. Yeshua, Yeshua. We perish. Whatever you want to call Jesus, Jesus. The Bible says when Jesus got up, he knew that a situation has arisen. Pastor, how do you know that? Because he acted straight away before he corrected them. The Bible says he stood and he rebuked the raging seas and the storm. And it was calm. Then later, he corrected them because we, we have to put things under control. That where is your faith? In other words, he was telling them that I use my faith. This is the son of God. 
This is the express image of the invisible God. Is somebody understanding me? <laughs> is somebody understanding me? Is somebody coming along with me? Is somebody having a life-changing encounter? Please, all your messages, especially the ones that you like, listen to it. Listen to it. Listen to it. God, are you there with me? Whose ways are not the ways of man? He has an intention. He has a plan for your life. He knows why he puts you in this church. That systematically things will be explained to you. And I'll just say this, right? If I talk and you understand, then you are for us. Because if I talk, some people don't understand. Even God, when he talks, oh, sister, ringside sit here. (laughs) Only when you sit here, you have to give more. You have to give more of yourself to God. Now, I was just about to finish, but since our sister came, I will will start again. Okay. Now, look at what some people did with their faith. Can we have Matthew chapter 9 here as I close? But I believe believe it's a good work. P.D., what do you think? I believe it's a good work. Look, I'm throwing a challenge to all of you. If you want to go international, I want to know, I'll begin to mention names. Because people are watching from near and far. But let me just say this. It's a challenge to all of us. Start with something little. Are you there with me? Something little like, what do you want? Okay, God, I'm believing you. I'm believing you for uh, probably a hundred pound a week. I'm believing you for a hundred pound a week. Put it in your heart and say it. And see what will happen. See how God will begin to orchestrate. If it doesn't happen, then you don't have the faith yet. For that, then build on it again. How do you build on it? Here and say it. Here and say here and hide it in your heart. No. Let me just say this to you. There was a time that Jesus was walking. And the Bible says that he spoke to a fig tree. And the fig tree reacted to the words of Jesus. Now, this thing caught the attention of his surroundings, his followers. But he was trying to explain to them, and he's explaining to all of us, because the book of Mark says that this I say unto one, I say unto all. So every one of us can learn something out of it. But he makes something very interesting here. He says that if you say with your mouth and you believe and you do not doubt, it will happen. So why, the way I understand it is that this is, my knee is hurting. Be healed in the name of Jesus. If it doesn't happen, then that means that there was doubt attached to the command. So I'll do it again. You get it? I put my hands on you, be healed. You go back and say, oh, pastor, I'll do it again. You get it? Because the doubt might not be something that can be easily be separated. The only way that I know that doubt was separated was that in Mark, uh, Matthew chapter 9, Mark chapter 9 or Matthew chapter 17, the same account, okay. The Bible says that they brought some disciples, they brought a sick boy, a father brought a sick boy to the disciple to cure, and they couldn't. Jesus says that it was a question of unbelief. He made certain statements, perverse generation, things that affect our unbelief. Because let me just say this, right? We are not talking about spending 24 hours on them. Yes, tonight we are all going to watch England versus Italy. Are you there? But we are going to watch 
We are going to watch England versus the whole world is going to watch England versus Italy. I'm not going to tune in at four o'clock. Because you tune in at four o'clock, all sorts of things entered you. Then later, if your knee is hurting or your toe is hurting and you say, be healed, I came to church and I gave an offering, be healed, and it doesn't work. Are you there? What have you put into you? Uh, we came to church, they said we should watch Charlie. Yes, I watched Charlie. But there is a way to watch it. No, we are not saying don't watch Charlie. In fact, if you don't watch the match, you are even some way. You are not, I can't even describe the sort of the, the sort of antisocial anti person you are. Uh, should we fly the flag? Yes! <laughs> okay. Now, it goes, why? As, as, why? <laughs> well, am, I, am, I, am I spoiling somebody's message? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We are all one. Now, now look, at, look at what you can use your faith for as I close. Now, look at this. Look at these people, right? The Bible says that the head of Jesus, so their faith, these were friends, but their faith came because the head of Jesus. It's the same principle. Are you there? Their faith came because they heard Jesus. The Bible said that. Is it? No, I beg your pardon. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Glory be to God. It says, So then, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word. Matthew chapter 9. It says that, and he entered into a ship, okay, and passed over and came to his own city. Verse 2. And behold, they brought unto him. A man sick of palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus seeing their faith. So the reason why the uh, man was healed was what? Their faith. Now, whose faith was it? Whose faith? Now, interact, interactive now. Let's turn the camera to say, whose faith was it? Is it the four friends carrying the, the sick man? Whose faith was it? Because it is the collective faith. The corporate faith that brought the breakthrough. So what do you think? All of them. Their faith. Okay, so just imagine. right? I'm inviting someone to church. Come. Because when two or three are gathered, Jesus is here. But there are some that do not believe. So I will not invite anybody. Because Jesus is not here. And over 12 years or 15 years you have been in existence, you have not invited anybody to church because you don't, you don't believe that. Yes. But meanwhile, you believe that it can heal your, uh, yes. your blood. Okay. And I'll show you down the line. Somebody used the same faith to get a blood healed. Somebody will also get the, use the same faith to invite somebody to church. You get it? Yeah. But let's just analyze this, okay? Just imagine you are sick, Okay? And four friends come to you. Because the Bible says, right, according to this, it says the number was not counted. But the same has been recorded. The same was recorded in Mark. Let's see what Mark says. Mark chapter 6. You see Mark chapter 6 that the Bible says that he was born of four. That means that four people were carrying him. Are you there with me? Okay, so the four people heard of Jesus. So that was how their faith came. He says that, and he went thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. Verse 2 says, and when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, 
and bearing with astonish at what what wisdom is this? Okay, go on. No, Mark chapter two, please. I beg your pardon. Mark chapter two. Mark chapter two. I think that is in Mark chapter two. The Bible says he came and he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that what he was in the house. So this was how the friends got their feet. They heard the noise. Okay, they heard the sayings of people and that. And straightway many gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them, not as much as the door. So he preached unto them. Okay, now. Somewhere already in, somewhere outside. And those by the door wouldn't permit anybody to go past them because the inside was full. So the Bible says that, and they came unto him, bringing one sick of palsy and was born of four. So all of them, so here tells us the number. This portion of scripture tells us the number. You get it? Let's go on. So that means that the bed was such that it was had probably four handles. So one friend will hold here. One friend will hold here. One friend will hold. One friend will hold here. Then, meanwhile, okay, just imagine you are very sick. Probably take it as a a married man too. And your friends come. We believe you can be healed. We believe you can be healed. We believe you can be healed. You know, let's go. And the wife, your wife says, no, I will not allow. No. Then you cannot talk. Telling your wife that, let me go, let me go, let me go. Let me go. I can be healed. Let me go. Then the friends are trying to convince your relative that you can be healed. So you see their faith. Then you get to the entrance to, the room is full. The room is full. Now what are we doing? Should we go back home? Your friend says, no. Let's climb the roof. What? You yourself, you cannot walk. You are lying on a bed. How about if we are climbing and you roll and you fall down? Double trouble. No, 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 no. You are lying on the bed and say, no, 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 no. Then they try to preach to you. So the Bible says that all this collectively. I mean, just imagine. Most roofs are not flat. Even if it's a flat roof. One is holding you still. The others are removing the roof. Then after the roof, you come to the ceiling. Are you there? You see the what the 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 faith that they demonstrated and dropped it. So you see, it's the same way. Sometimes if we don't want to go through any, we'll not invite anybody to church. We'll not bring anybody to the prayer. But somebody invited me. I am who I am because somebody invited me. You are who you are because you heard of Jesus. And that is the order. Is somebody hearing me? That is the order. Some of us have to use our faith to bring people to come and hear this. Somebody will be a good husband. Somebody will be a good husband to somebody. But now his life is totally like Paul. Totally opposite what God has until they hear of Jesus. Somebody can be a good friend. Somebody can be a good wife. And all we are the ones that are to bring them. Demonstrate our faith. Remove all the obstacles. All the questions. And try to demonstrate our faith and bring them up here. That's the fact of the matter. On the other hand, not all of us too will bring people here. But some will use their faith to get their breakthroughs. Let's read on. Go back to Mark chapter 9. Is somebody hearing me? Yes. 
I beg your pardon. Did I say Mark chapter 9? It's Matthew chapter 9, isn't it? So that was where we see Matthew chapter 9. So we continue for where we left off. The Bible says that lying on a bed and Jesus seeing their faith said unto the sick of the palsy, be of good cheer. Are you there with me? Now, how did Jesus do this miracle? This great miracle. They say in Romans chapter 9, from Jesus' heart, he spoke and there was a reaction. Is somebody hearing me? He said, be healed. He said, get up, fold your bed. And people were just saying all sorts of things in their heart. How can this man say this? How can this man say this? And that and that. But it proved to them. This is the same thing that has been repeated unto us. I believe it's a good word. Let me just, I'll just run up. But there's more to say, but I believe those that are getting it have got it. Please, please, please. God is fair. God is fair. I was about to show you the woman that God is healing. I will take you to look also. It's not everybody. Some of us have to go to the marketplace. We use our faith to get breakthroughs, get the best of promotion, get the best of money. All is in Luke chapter 17. They say faith is said that you use it at the marketplace, you use it in the farm. Then when you come home, you don't get faith to rest. Not because you have used faith. You pray before you sit in your car. On the way, pray at workplace. Commit every work into God's hand. You see, you come back home refreshed. Not saying, I feel any tired. You see, we have to use the faith. We shouldn't give it. And the Bible says that when you do that, you will not get any yes from God. You've done what you have to do anyway. The faith that was given to you. So people will not understand. Why should I come to church? You are coming to church to be empowered to go and succeed out there. Let me read this before I close. <laughs> you see, sometimes somebody says, oh, I'm not sick. I'm not this. I'm not in trouble. I'm not. But listen, our day-to-day life, you see, the just, Habakkuk, the just shall live by faith. Romans chapter 1, the just shall live by faith. Galatians chapter 3, the just shall live by Four times in the Bible, Hebrews, the just shall live. Four times, God is trying to say that, listen, the fool, the sin that should fool us is our faith. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. I'm telling you that God will bless you. I'm telling you that God will help you. And you go out, you go out and act accordingly. Jesus will say, if you have the light, then just believe in the light. Because what's the essence of having the light and not believing? Your mobile phone has a light. Your light, your light is gone. Are you there with me? We are not turning your mobile phone light on. Your light is just gone. Or whether the, electric, the electrics are tripped or whatever it is. You don't have any candle. You don't have. You turn to the left. You turn to the right. It's all dark. You don't, you don't see anything. Now, what you can only reach out is your mobile phone. And if you don't turn the light on your mobile phone, or you have yourself to be blamed because you have the light, but you don't believe the light. That light can take you places, even to the closet where the fuse boxes, and find your way. You don't need any candle. I believe I've spoken enough. I believe I've spoken enough. I, those of you who have businesses, those, I mean, uh, commit the things. Commit, commit the entire, your children. Commit them. Look at the child. Put your hands on it. You know, you have to learn. Learn how to pray. Lay hands. Put, lay hands. Demonstrate your faith. I speak to myself all the time. I speak especially. Little, little body pains. Lay hands on myself. Luke chapter 17. You know, Luke chapter 17. Let me also say this. We also need faith in marriage and relationships because there are a lot of the times 
that you have to forgive. Are you there with me? I mean, because of familiarities, people behave unseemly. People behave, people deliberately behave because of, are you there with me? Because of familiarity. You get it? There are certain things under no circumstances I can do whilst just is yes. I can do because uh, my dear wife, uh, are you there with me? And that sometimes, are you there with me? Find out that a homes and that and that and that. So there was a time that Jesus said, this is uh, Matthew chapter, uh, Luke chapter 17, as I close. He, said, he says that increase our faith. He says, if a man offends me, if a man does something to me, how many times? How many times? Then Jesus says, seven times. When he does this thing, seven times, that, that, that means I can hold and never to talk to him or never to, no, 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 70 times seven. That's, ah, I don't have faith for that. Then listen to what Jesus said concerning faith. Okay. Are you there? 70. Okay. Let me also read myself whilst, um, so Luke chapter 17, as I close, please watch this. Are you there with me? If you are able to apply all this, that is what God intends for us. Okay. Now, the story goes, and he requested, verse 5, okay? There's, okay, you see that the subject of the matter, are you there with me? What they were discussing was faith. Increase our faith. And what faith was it? He was requiring that, how many times should I forgive my brother if he offends me? Are you there? And let me also say this, right? If in the Lord's prayer, the Lord says we should forgive those who trespass against us, then you have to know that it is normal in life that people will trespass. <laughs> Are you there with me? One pastor says that, oh, you come to church, you're offended because they step on your toes. Then leave your toes at home. <laughs> but listen, the toll is said that apparently the toe is what keeps us balanced. Somebody says and the ear is what keeps us um, float in water. If your ear is tilted a bit, you sink. If you are able to keep it straight, there are two ears, you will never sink. And apparently without a toe, you cannot stand. Or properly, but you can stand. Okay. I'm being correct. I heard. Okay. Now it says verse 5. Let me just pick it up from you because we've gone a good 45 minutes. I believe it's well enough for everyone. It says... And the apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, it shall say unto this sycamore tree. So if I know that this is the anointing, the whatever it is, are you there with me? Your mouth, your mouth. You shall say unto this sycamore tree, be thou plucked by the root and be planted in the sea. And he shall obey you. Now, when you go deep into it, which I don't want to go up right this very plant, sycamore tree, it doesn't like salt. Salty land. It doesn't grow in salty land. So, it's nowhere. You cannot find it in coastal areas. Only freshwater riverside, you can see sycamore tree. But if he says that your faith can cause some plant that do not like salt to grow in the sea, then that is what? Highly, what? A miracle, isn't it? And it should what? Obey you. Watch, watch, watch. It should obey you. A small faith will cause things to obey. I see things obeying you in the name of Jesus. I see things obeying you in the name of Jesus. And the way you do it with your mouth, Marilyn, the way you do it with your mouth, the way you do it with your, with your mouth, 
the way you do it with your mouth. And me, I said, what I have learned is that if I say it and it doesn't work, I'll say it again. Because probably unbelief, doubt was around it. Are you there with me? Then he went on to say, but which of you having a servant plowing or feeding cattle will say unto him, by and by, when thou hast come from the field, sit, go and sit and to meet, will and will not rather say unto him, make ready wherewith I shall sup, and guilt yourself, and serve me till I have eaten and drank, and afterwards thou shalt eat and drink. Doeth he thank the servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I trow not. What is this? What was he trying to say? The subject is faith. And what is he trying to say? The subject is faith. And he's trying to say that faith is such that we use it in the farm. We use it at the marketplace. And when we come home, we don't get faith to say, hey, faith, sit down and watch England versus Italy. Make sure I have something to eat. And after faith has made sure that you have something to eat and you have something to drink, you don't say thank you to faith because that is what it's supposed for. So that means that God gives us faith to obtain all things, to make impossible things possible. But this, as if this has been hidden from us. Hello? You know, Maurice, I miss Maurice. I says, remove the marks. Please, 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 please. He says that if you preach a little, then he said it. Remove the mark. I, I believe that a lot of marks have been removed today. This is God's intention for us. This is how come I'm calling it a fair God. I just sat and I thought. I thought, I thought and I thought and I thought and thought. I couldn't look at my sick mom on the bed. I've been looking at her. Started thinking, started thinking, started thinking. God, what is it? And I found out that God is very fair. God is very fair. What we do with it? Nobody can go back and say, God, you have disappointed me. The thing is that he sent you preachers, but he didn't believe it. He sent you preachers to encourage you, to tell you that this is the fact of the matter. You know, there was a time that I was reading my Bible and some really moved me. Jesus says that I'm able to do this and I'm able to, he said, no, the word is that I'm able to lay down my life and take it up again. Then you know what he said at the back, at the book of John? Because God has commanded it. So who? So Jesus really understood. And concerning, as it yesterday, my quiet time or this, I think yesterday, he said something that they were asking who is going to be Judas. Then he says that Judas is definitely going to happen because it is written. Now, I said to myself that there are certain unfortunate things or there are certain things that are unpleasant, but it still happens. Do I embrace it because it still happens? Then the Holy Ghost probably was talking to me, trying to tell me that, listen, there was unfortunate things that happened and Jesus even couldn't take it and he prayed that let this car pass me by. So you see, it's not that Christianity is said that everything is going to be rosy gold. If you go through difficulties, pray that because there are certain things they are meant to come. But how about the things that we are to see to read that it's more than unfortunate things. Somebody hearing me, rise up onto your feet. Begin to bless his holy name. Begin to thank him. Begin to demonstrate your faith. Your faith that you have today. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. Somebody talk to him. Somebody talk to him that as from henceforth, God, I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk. The Bible says, as dear children, we have to walk with the liberty in which Christ. I'm going to walk in this freedom in the name of Jesus. I'm going to walk in this freedom. Somebody lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Bless his holy name. If there is nothing at all to say, just thank him and magnify his name. Just thank him and magnify his name. Thank him and magnify his name. Thank him and magnify his name. Every one of us have been called. Every one of us have the same opportunity. Every one of us. Every one of us. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Temple of God International Podcast. We pray that you have thoroughly received the word and that it will bless and enhance your life in unthinkable ways. We encourage you to not only subscribe to this podcast, but also to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on our social media pages. We strive to encourage you with the word of God. God bless you. Until next time.